Welcome to A to Z Sports Powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports. Like our Facebook page at A to Z Sports Nashville. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they do make it happen uh, for everything we do here at A to Z Sports. Renters Warehouse, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. Man, do the pulse of fitness because one 15-minute workout of full-body electronic muscle stimulation simulates five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. The Tucker Agency, Nashville's independent insurance agency, TuckerTN.com, CalvinAndSubtle.com is where to go for your new hardwood floors and finishings in Middle Tennessee. And Zach, brand new sponsor, we officially welcome to the show, the Bone & Joint Institute of Tennessee, right there off uh, Interstate 65 and Murfreesboro Road, the uh, Bone & Joint Institute of Tennessee, Bone & Joint Dot com is where to go uh, for, for their services, one-stop shop for anything you want uh, for your orthopedic and sports medicine needs. Boneandjointtn.org is where to go. Excuse yeah, me. I, and I do want to mention about Bone & Joint. We've had this sponsorship in the works for some months, and we're yes. excited about partnering with them for the foreseeable future. And really, it's going to open us some really cool avenues to you guys to learn about Sports injuries, right? I mean, that's one of the main reasons why we partner with them and they partner with us. They're a great sponsor. You can use them uh, yourself if you have a- any bone and joint you know, uh, issues going on. I've had my fair share. I've actually gone there. But we both- we're, we're going to talk to doctors. <laughs> yeah. You know, football, football players, athletes, they get injured. And so we're going to go to the experts. We'll have different features uh, in the foreseeable future. So very cool sponsor right there. Yes, boneandjointinstitutetn.org is their website. More with them uh, as the season goes on. So, Zach, Jeff Schwartz back at it as he consistently has a feud uh, with Titans fans uh, after really downplaying Jarrell, uh, a big play from Jeffrey Simmons. And I don't know if if Jeff Schwartz just doesn't like Jeffrey Simmons because Jeffrey Simmons actually has the word, the name Jeff spelled correctly or not. But this was uh, something that fired up a lot of Titans fans on social media uh, yesterday because here's, here's what started it all. Is Jeff Schwartz tweeted this. It's a quote tweet from True Maroon Nation, which is a Mississippi State Twitter account. And it's a play where Jeffrey Simmons gets his first career sack in his first game back from a torn ACL that happened before the draft as a rookie. And he sacks Phillip Rivers. And Jeff Schwartz says, well, the player who made this play is no longer on the roster. And he's talking about 99. You can see 99 right there on the screen, Jarrell Casey. But Jarrell Casey isn't the guy who made the play. It was actually Daquan Jones, who is in the end zone after forcing Phillip Rivers up in the pocket to allow uh, Jeffrey Simmons to make that big play. So Jeff Schwartz uh, comes back and says, I thought that was Casey over the right guard. My bad, but that's the dude who made this happen. Yada, yada, yada. Sweet pass rush move for sure. Then Jeff Schwartz follows this up by calling Titans fans delusional. Titans fans are the most delusional fan base out there heading into 2020. It's so hilarious. Went 9-7, and seven, beat a Pats team who needed me at wide receiver, dominated the Ravens, good work, and then got blasted by the Chiefs. The confidence level doesn't match the roster. Zach, your thoughts uh, about Jeff Schwartz and his comments on Twitter towards Titans fans yesterday? Well, it's a prototypical kid throwing a temper tantrum, right? 
He may he got something wrong at first and then sloughs that off and attacks the person that had been attacking him for getting hit the, the premise of the tweet incorrect. Yes. And I look, I throw this this word around when I'm talking about Adam Rank or another national uh, media outlet that just doesn't know anything about the Titans. And look, we don't expect you to know a lot about the Titans. But these hacks out there, like Jeff Schwartz, they come in there with hot takes, but they don't understand Titan football, right? They may understand Redskins or 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 Eagles or formerly, Cowboys. Formerly Redskins. Yeah, well, formerly Redskins. That's a whole other topic. But they don't understand the Tennessee Titans because it is a small market. Now, we cover them and have for the last decade plus, at least for my, my end, and they don't understand it. You can't get something wrong, get get your ass called out for it, and then just attack a fan base just because. It makes him look like a national hack, and there's a lot of them out there, right? And when you talk about the Titans, I don't mind you talking about the Titans. And look, a lot of national media outlets were forced to talk about the Titans because of what they did in the playoffs. Good job against New England. New England was still a good team. They still had Tom Brady. They didn't have great wide receivers. But the Titans still won that game. That they was were a twelve and four. Game. They were the, the Patriots were twelve and four, and for yeah. and, and you can talk about the Patriots and say you know how good were the Patriots and how really how good was that defense really because they played against uh, off the worst quarterback schedule in the entire NFL. Uh, so look and, and, well, and well, no, 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 I'm not done. The fact that he just completely looked over the Ravens win by saying "good work" or yes. "good job," yes, like are you kidding me? You're a hack, Jeff Schwartz, and you're you're now starting. I've you know that claw game. I'm really good at the claw game where it just comes down. You grab the stuffed animal and you put it in. Kids go crazy for it. I am now grabbing Jeff Schwartz and I'm putting him in the same place of Adam Stank Rank, Hack City. This guy doesn't know anything about the Titans. He should shut his trap. Don't just attack Titans fans when you are uneducated, and that's key uneducated about the football team you are speaking on. Maybe you watched five or six games from last year, but don't don't sit here and squawk like you know the team in the fan yes. base. Yeah, so I, I thought this was funny because you brought up Adam Rank. What that did is uh, our intern, Adam, actually put together a funny meme with Michael Jordan laughing at Jeff Schwartz on our Instagram and our other social media. And that got both Adam Rank and Jeff Schwartz going back and forth with you guys, Titans fans, on our Instagram comments. That was my favorite part of this whole thing is, yes, we got you guys because we got Adam Rank. Because I, I think somebody on our Instagram confused Jeff Schwartz with Adam Rank. Well, and so that happened uh, yesterday, which was very funny. Uh, but here's, here's what we want to get you guys more involved because, yes, we've got – uh, Hunter says Zach bringing the fire on a Monday. We've been off for two weeks, right? So we are busting at the seams with opinions and energy. And so now we want to get you guys more involved. And we want to ask you, what's one word to describe the Jeff Schwartz Titans take? What is one word in your opinion to describe the Jeff Schwartz Titans take? And that's what we're going to get you guys more involved with uh, first. But let me tell you about our brand new sponsor, the Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. Guys, this is where you need to go. It says right there, do not fumble on your recovery. If you need sports medicine or orthopedic care, they got you. The region's destination 
for comprehensive orthopedic care is the Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. Boneandjointtn.com is where to go. All services are in their beautiful building. And you can see their beautiful building right there on your screen. It's unbelievable. Uh, so check them out. Boneandjointtn.org. Boneandjointtn.org. Uh, they've got everything for you when it comes to sports medicine. So check them out. Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. Yeah, we're going to get to your comments. Special shout-out to Buck for filling in for us for the last couple of weeks. Yes. Make sure you tune into a 615 Sessions. His podcast is awesome, along with all of our podcast network podcasts, Big Orange Podcast, Tighten Up Podcast, and the Preds Nash Cash that will return soon. As hockey now is, is being brought back into the mix here in a, in a few weeks. Let's get to your comments, though, because the question that we've asked is, What's one word to describe Jeff Schwartz's Titans take? And we put that up there on the board saying he got, he thought, he thought it was uh, Jarrell Casey, but it was really Daquan Jones, messed that up, half assed apologized, and then just completely attacked the Titans fan base for being delusional heading into 2020. So uh, Donald says dismissive. Victor says ignorant. Tyler just calls him a clown. Captain Cronk says he's absolutely lazy. Yeah, uh, MTL Titan says jealous. That boy says fool. Nico says bozo. Titans for life says irrelevant. Uh, Calvin comes with it, uh, a clown. Jared says ignorant, salty from Tyler. Uh, typical there from Ethan. I like that one because yeah, yeah, yeah. it is typical from hacks in the national media who don't understand about the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Calvin says dummy. Corey says uneducated. Koi goes with the clown emoji. Dom says fired. Johnny Lee says who? Doesn't even know who Jeff <laughs> Shorts is, which is a funny take on it. I respect that. Sure, yeah. Pam says ridiculous. Blasphemous from Ron, uh, Ron, Ronnie Sneed. Jacob says garbo. Doesn't even go garbage or garbage. He goes garbo. So he'll get a like for that. Uh, that's like a, a baseball player would say garbo. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Elizabeth saying unreliable. Cody saying hack. Uh, Renal just saying dumbass. I saw Brooks saying expected. Our fan base and team have never gotten respect. So uh, there's a lot of really good. Uh, and then Tyler says not a Titan watcher. There's there should be like three missing hyphens in that to fit the one word uh, answer there. So Zach, we've read a lot of one word answers from the Titans fans watching the show. What is your one word to describe? Jeff Schwartz's Titans take. Well, you know what? I'm going to have to actually give credit to Jeff Schwartz because no, my, no I will. I, I will. Yeah. My credit is he has my word. This entire take is delusional. No, that was going to be my word. That's we haven't talked. We haven't done a damn show in two weeks, and now we both come back and use the same freaking word? That's not how this works. I didn't know your word. <laughs> that was going to be my word. You should have gone. You should have taken the word then instead of asking just, me. Yeah, but I had been talking for a few minutes, so it was an easier transition to throw it back to you. So you can take delusional. I'll just think off the top of my head. But that's it. It is delusional. That's the, the, that, that is defined uh, delusional, characterized by or holding idiocracy, uh, idiosyncrasies uh, and beliefs or impressions that are con contradicted by reality or rational argument. That is the definition of delusional. That's what Jeff Schwartz has done. It's pretty impressive. He, he has taken an argument to start about Jeffrey Simmons. 
in which we have not even really brought up. No, we haven't and even he has gotten that, yes. that completely yes. and utterly incorrect. Apologized for it very slightly, washed over it, and then attacked a fan base with no rational thought behind it. That's delusional. That's the take. That's why Jeff Schwartz has been crane gamed into Hack Central. So uh, the, the word I think d- delusional is the best word because he used it and he is delusional. But it's it's the, the, he's absolutely ignorant about the Tennessee Titans. His whole thing about the Tennessee Titans is absolutely ignorant. It goes beyond his. He was he's ignorant about Jeffrey Simmons because let's let's not forget the play that he's talking to, about with Jeffrey Simmons right here that started this whole thing. Jeffrey Simmons was a rookie. This was the first game that Jeffrey Simmons had played in in the NFL, and he's not a normal rookie. Yes, he's a big-time talent, and we know that, but Jeffrey Simmons was in coming off of an injury where uh, Bucks talked about he's heard from people inside that building that they thought Jeffrey Simmons was at 70% last year, and if that's one, that's the first game of 70% Jeffrey Simmons in the NFL, and he sacks Phillip Rivers, like that's ignorance on Jeffrey Simmons' situation in the first place from a guy who studies the offensive line, which means he also should, if he's good at his job, study defensive line because they interact with each other. And also the ignorance of the Titans fans are delusional by saying they went nine and seven. Yes, they went nine and seven. That was the final record, but you got to look at how they got there. It's all about the story. No nine and seven is the same. And we've talked about that over the last four years because the Titans have had four back-to-back, the back-to-back nine and seven seasons. And last year's was different because of the change of Ryan Tannehill and having them finish seven and three down the stretch when they were in a two and four hole. So, so many things went right to get them out of that two and four hole. And that's the team that's coming back. The two and, excuse me, the two and four football team, that thing's gone. Mariota's gone. And Delaney Walker was one of the leading receivers at that point. He's moved on. So a lot of things have changed from October of 2019 to July of 2020. And and, and I think Jeff Schwartz is both delusional and ignorant when it comes to tights. So the first thing that I thought of, honestly, Austin, when I read this whole thread, because I actually got to it late because I was doing other things yesterday. Yeah. And so I, I digested it fully, right? I didn't see it when he first got the the incorrect take right about Jeffrey Simmons but if you're playing a game show this is truly how I felt and I wanted to read this out loud to him what you have said is one of the most insanely idiotic things (laughs) I have ever heard at no point in your rambling incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought Everyone in this Twitter room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points. And Jeff Schwartz, may God have mercy on your soul. That's what I felt. That's great. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And and that's what I said on Twitter. I said, dude, you got got. Titans fans called your ass out. 
and then you calling them delusional for calling your ass out makes you look even worse. He should have just gone home and shut the hell up for the rest of the day about the Titans because he made a mistake. And look, we all make mistakes. Everybody who talks into a microphone or tweets or does anything, everybody makes mistakes when it comes to analyzing something, right? So just suck it up, swallow your mistake, say, yeah, I go- I messed up. Don't just act like a 10-year-old child and call them delusional uh, for for calling you out because that was appropriate. And we've talked about this uh, uh, many a times. My favorite superhero villain is the Joker. It's the Heath Ledger versus the Joker. And the scene where he just burns the money for no reason is one of my favorite scenes because psychologically that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That's why I loved watching this. So what did I do? I did this after I saw everything, and I wanted to throw a little bit more diesel on this burning fire of Jeff Schwartz's corpse. So that's why I sent out, send a gif and react to Jeff Schwartz's delusional Titans take, and they just started attacking him. And I know the guy watches Twitter because a guy like Jeff Schwartz, and I I can peg him from a mile away, Jeff Schwartz is the kind of guy that really, truly cares what everybody else thinks. And I can't stand those people, especially if they're on the on the top level of every – like, look, the guy's got a lot of followers. I don't want to discredit that, right? He played in the NFL. He has skill and talent. In this take, he is delusional. But he's a guy who reads everything. Well, you know what he can't his, get enough of well, it. Well, and here's the thing about Jeff Schwartz. Do you know what his podcast is called? But eat my shorts. No, it's that would be better. It's called Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you. That that's the title of his podcast is Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you. Well, no, actually, Jeff Schwartz is dumber because he got he didn't know who Jarrell Casey was. <laughs> it, Jeff Schwartz is I'm gonna call him Geoff from now on because he doesn't deserve to be actually called Jeff. It's Jeff. Jeff guys that are named Jeff and that are pronounced the word Jeff. Hate when somebody calls him G off. Well, G a guy in, in middle school, we always called G off. And I think you know what? And I'm sure your your middle school G off has some similar tendencies of G off Schwartz. It's that that that's they they came into this world called G off, and that's something that's, that's always it's always in their mind. It's a chip on their shoulder. <laughs> they have to overcome their name being G off. So, so Geoff Schwartz, I think, I think that has a lot. We can maybe dive, we can do this, dive into a, a research project about Geoffs and figure out if they have similar, uh, similar tendencies of being thin skinned. Yeah, exactly I, what Robert says. The first word is my name is Jeff. My name's Jeff. It's Jeff. So that, that's funny. Okay. So, but Jeff Schwartz insecure. And he's insecure about his own opinions and his own ability because if he was secure about his own ability as an analyst, his podcast wouldn't be named Jeff Schwartz, Geoff Schwartz is smarter than you. Right. So so this is where we shift. We had our fun. We played the crane game for a little bit. We attacked Geoff Schwartz. Had a fun time, right? That is now, we move on from that, right? We're bigger. than. Let's actually answer the question that, Geoff was trying to get to, yes. which was attacking the confidence of Titans fans heading into 2020. Well, yeah. Jeff, bud, watch the show right about now because that's the question we're going to ask. You can get a good read on the confidence level of Titans fans 
over the next five to ten minutes. Isn't that right, Austin? Yes, uh, and here's the question we want to get to because I, I actually think this is intriguing. This, this is a good topic. What's the appropriate amount of confidence Titans fans should have this season? And I, I'm going to put this on a scale, right? One to ten. That's simple enough. But let's just say the Kansas City Chiefs fan base, they're the only fan base that's eligible to have a 10 out of 10 confidence because they won the Super Bowl. Nobody else has that amount of confidence and they just signed Patrick Mahomes for half a billion dollars, which happened while we were off too, that we'll talk about at some point. And the Jags are a one. Yeah. And the Jags, there you go. Well, yeah, but the Jags, the Bengals. Yeah, that's probably fair. Jags are a one. I'd rather have Joe Burrow than whoever the hell is is under center for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're correct. So the Chiefs are the only 10 available, right? I'm not giving the Ravens a 10 with the MVP. I'm not giving the Niners a 10 because they're in the Super Bowl too. But what is the appropriate confidence level that Titans fans should have coming into the season? One through 10 with the Chiefs fans being a 10. But first, Zach, tell people about the Tucker agency and how they can help them right now. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we're still in coronavirusville, and we're going to be in there for a little bit. And things have been tested over the last couple of weeks. I Look, I, I've been around. I feel good. But, but economically, I think we're all suffering, right? So the Tucker Agency, we partner with them to help you save some money on your car insurance, your home insurance, your life insurance. If you have kids, they can he can restructure the bundle, his team, at TuckerTN.com. And Will Tucker, who owns the Tucker Agency, email him directly. Say, heard you about you on A to Z Sports. How can I save money on my insurance? It's as simple as that. That one email could put a couple hundred dollars back in your pocket. That's money on the that's that's money for bills. That's food on the table. That's something. Plus, your the structure of your insurance is still going to be quality insurance. Don't get that twisted. Will at TuckerTN.com is the email. Email him today. All right, A to Z Sports. Don't forget this summer, AZ30 for 30% off anything you want at shop.atozsportsnashville.com. We've got hats, shirts, long sleeve, short sleeve, pullovers uh, that are great and comfy, uh, polos, golf shirts as well. Uh, shop.atozsportsnashville.com for code AZ30 for 30% off. Uh, anything you want right there, AZ30 is where you need to go. Uh, I saw uh, in the comments Drew Hennessy uh, went woge bomb on Jeff Schwartz with an MF. Uh, there that maybe we'll talk about later on. So what's the appropriate uh, confidence level for Titans fans going into the 2020 season? Uh, because uh, the Chiefs, their fans are at a 10. You're laughing about something. I know you well, are. I'm laughing about the fact that that dropping the F-bomb is the new load bomb, is right? The, like, the, yeah. There was perfect. Like I'm not talking about the ins and outs of why it happened. Yeah. I'm talking about like, when somebody says F you, it's really a Woj bomb. It's the new Woj bomb. I love it. I think that that's really, really funny and comical. Thank, thank you. Thank you. All right. So what's the appropriate amount of confidence? Chiefs fans are at a 10. Jags fans are at a 1. Where is the Titans fan base? Stephen Woods says 6. Uncertain pass rush. A.J. Brown will get a big attention. Tannehill might not be as dynamic. That's a little lower than I expected. Uh, Hunter says 7, but if the Titans get clowny, then it's an 8. Uh, Ronald says 7. Still question marks on the defensive line. Coaching. And if Tannehill can repeat what he did last year. Uh, Ian going super decimal. 7.6. Six five four. They can win the division, therefore secure a home playoff game. Can they go the distance one step further? That's the problem, but a good problem. Titan says, Titans for Life says, nobody gets a 10. When's the last time any team won back-to-back? Just for the exercise, Titans fan for life, let's just have the Chiefs at a 10 because they have confidence through the roof. 
uh, because they have Patrick Mahomes, who's Do you now know when the last team won back to back Super Bowls. The pay, uh, the Patriots at some point. At, at what point? Oh, three oh four. Yes. Okay. So uh, the so team before that, Broncos. There we go. Yeah, I got it. That's good knowledge. Hey, that, yeah. hey, but he asked. Sure. <laughs> Tommy says six point five. Not sure if Tannehill can replicate last season. The pass are still questionable. Uh, Derickler says six point five to seven. Then eight with Clowney. So there's there's some Clowney implications on this. Obviously, Jeff, uh, real Jeff Sheeler says uh, eight <laughs> unstoppable force in Henry. Offense is legit. Defense is young and talented. Best punter in the league. Those are all facts. MTL Titan with a nine point five. Jamison with an eight. Uh, Dave with an eight. Joe and Taylor with sevens. Uh, Jason Littlejohn, six and a half, Rusty, seven and a half, Elizabeth, seven. Zach, what are you thinking? So, honestly, as I've looked through all of the comments, and we've had a ton roll in, I would say the average of, of all of them is probably 7.5. There's a ton of sevens. The majority of the number are sevens, but there's those eights, the 8.5s, the nine with clownies, all of that. But and then there's the 6.5s, right? We've seen those, and you well, reference will. Those. I think will and somebody, uh, oh, Tress with the low answer five. Just hope we have a full season. Now, yeah. that's not about the Titans, that's, yeah, that's about, about the coronavirus, and that's not necessarily the question. The question is, what's the appropriate amount of confidence Titans fans should have about the team? Because Jeff Schwartz thinks you guys are all delusional. And but if 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 I were to tell Jeff Schwartz out of 10 that the average Titans fan confidence level if the Chiefs are at a 10 and and the Titans are at a 7.5 I don't think that that's that delusional it's a little higher than I am I'm I'm in between 6.5 and 7 so I'll go 6.8 that's where I am because I think they're still cusping I gotta see it from Ryan Tannehill over a second year I think Mike Vrabel's got a, a tall task defensively because he lost Dean Pease but sure. I think Derrick Henry's gonna be you talk about a Woj bomb busting through the line. Oh, That's what I think, that? Derek. Did, did you see the video I put together this morning? Yeah, I, yeah, I saw it originally. Wait, wait, good work by you. Good work by Derek Henry. So yeah. I think AJ Brown is going to come into his own. I think John o. Smith's going to get better. I think offensive line is going to get better. Nate Davis is going to improve. Taylor Lewan, I think, will fall into his own because he's hungry to get his ass back into a Pro Bowl. Right? I think. I and I, I think this is big. Roger Saffold had his ups and downs earlier in the season, but I think he caught some stride and really is the player that they signed him to be. Adam Humphreys, hopefully you get a full season with him out of injury. So all of these things, I put 6.8. I think that's the perfect number for uh, not necessarily a, a huge Titans fan, but a guy who covers the team. I think that makes a lot of sense. And if I was Jeff Schwartz and I saw this show – First, I'd be like, wow, uh, Geoff, my name's Jeff. But the second thing I would say is Titans fans really aren't that delusional because they're not no. saying nines or 9.5s or 8.5s or 10s. They're right where they need to be. Yeah, so I think if you're talking about the Chiefs at a 10, right, I think the, the Ravens are probably right behind at 9.5. The NFC is so stacked with the Niners that have everybody back minus DeForest Buckner. Uh, then you've got the Saints, who are a good team. The Packers going on year two with LaFleur, who are in the Titans position last year of losing the conference championship game. So there's a lot of good things that, that are building in the NFC. But when you're talking about the AFC, I think it's 
It's the Chiefs, obviously. I think the Ravens fans' confidence is probably a nine or nine and a half. And then the Steelers are probably more confident because well, yeah, Steelers and Patriots, because you don't know what Cam Newton's gonna be. Correct. And, and that, yeah, but then the Titans are right there. And the Texans are no doubt the Texans are worse this year than last year. Just at this point. Deshaun Watson may be better, right, but the but team overall, a, his help is worse. Yes, they are they're in a worse spot this year than they were last year. The Jags are in a worse spot this year than they were at this spot last year. The Colts are better. The Colts are better. Well, at this point last year, they still had Andrew Luck, I think. So, but, but your, your point is correct. The Colts have gotten better, but the, I think it's, and then it's hard to argue are the Titans better than how they ended the, the season that because of the loss of Casey and the loss of Conklin? There's some, there are some question marks. Well, so and then the tweeners, the tweeners that we all know, Browns, you've got Raiders, Broncos, and Bills. Those are your tweeners that, could be really good teams, or they could kind of fall back to where they they should be, right? Sure. So, yeah. So you say 6.8? I said 6.8. Going 7.7. 7. I don't think I've ever, I don't think we've ever given out a 0.8 answer, and I don't think we've ever given out a 0.7 answer. Usually the decimals just stop at a half percent. But I think I'm going to go with 7.7 7 because I see a lot of things, the run it back philosophy of what they've been putting out on social media, starting with the franchise tag of Henry and the contract extension of Tannehill, uh, along with some other things and re-signing some guys. They've got the core there. The core is ready. The defensive core is ready. The offensive core is ready. Nate Davis got a lot better throughout the season. Roger Staff holding Lawan, that's like offensive line porn, is watching those two guys work on the left side together. I, I really do like the future of the tight. The window is here. So I'm going to say a 7.7. The only reason I'm not an eight is because I st- losing Jarrell Casey is a is a big miss, right? Or do you wait? Do you mean Daquan Jones? Yeah, right. Yeah. Or do you Lo- mean Jarrell, I just want to make sure that you know. Right. No, I I, I, I know the difference on like Geoff. But, oh, okay. but Jarrell Casey is still gone, and that is very impactful. Logan Ryan is gone, and he is also very impactful, although uh, Malcolm Butler officially off IR buck, and he's ready to go out there and cover some people down. So yeah. I, I, I think I, I'm at a 7.7. So I, I think that – Clowney would bump me up to an 8.5. And – and the, here's the issue, man. Here it is. Jeff Schwartz couldn't name everybody on the roster. He couldn't. And yeah. I'm not, and I'm not like I can't name everybody on the Los Angeles Chargers roster. Like I can't, right? That's not my wheelhouse. Right. It, now, if I was an NFL national analyst, best believe I'm gonna be putting in the work to be better than everybody else. And my uh, my podcast's not gonna be eat my shorts. But the problem is. Calling a fan base delusional, but not being able to be educated on said team of who you called out is a problem. It's just that it's called hypocrisy. He's a hypocrite. So I, I, my, that is my issue. The people that have voted on our show that follow us, all of our thousands of followers or however many we have, it comes down to, they know the team. Now, they're fans of the team, which I understand. Look, I think that there's a window. Where I said it was a 6-8, Titans fans were closer to a 7-5 or where you are. I think that's the gap of fanship in the, in, in the Titans arena. But they're not far off. 
if if we would have seen nines and tens, I'd been like, damn. We saw like Jeff one, is right. We saw but one Jeff nine is and a half. Wrong. We Jeff saw is wrong. One nine and a half. And uh, Turner says just got in. Uh, what's the summary? So the summary is Jeff Schwartz did this. He said, "Well, the player who made this play is no longer on the roster." He, he thought Daquan Jones was Darrell Casey. Daquan Jones made the play that allowed Simmons to get the sack. So Jeff Schwartz came back and says, "Thought that was Casey over the right guard. My bad." Uh, but then he comes back, and instead of just that being the end of it, because that should have been the end of it, but then Jeff Schwartz went and did this. Titans fans are the most delusional fan base out there heading into 2020. It's so hilarious. Went nine and seven, beat a Pats team who needed me at wide receiver, dominated the Ravens, slide in good work, and then got blasted by the Chiefs. He should say by my brother's Chiefs. And then the confidence level doesn't match the roster. Because that's something we also have to remember is that Jeff Schwartz's brother is way better than him. And he's Mitchell Schwartz, who is one of the best, if not the best, right tackle in the NFL. And Jeff Schwartz is biased towards the Chiefs. The Titans did not get blasted by the Chiefs. They were up by 10, and then Patrick Mahomes does half a billion dollar player things and just made everybody look stupid a few times. And they won the Super Bowl. Like they 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 lost to the Chiefs the same by the same amount of points that the Niners lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So did the Niners get blasted by the Chiefs? No. It was just the Chiefs are a really good team. It's like he's sucking off of his brother's teat. Yes. <laughs> it's exactly. slightly incest, not full. But he's taking advantage of the quality of player his brother is and saying, eat my shorts. Come on. Yeah, and, and, and you're right. Titans for life says, don't forget that Titans did split with the Chiefs last year. And uh, Turner's and the, uh, look. He, look, the Titans got blasted in the second half by the the Chiefs. It wasn't close. They weren't coming in. They didn't have the firepower to come back. That's right. But just to slough over the fact of the Ravens win, who was the best team in the AFC with the most valuable player on their team, and the Titans defense stopped his ass on fourth down, however many times. That's the issue. And yeah. then the Patriots. Beating Tom Brady in the last game he will ever play in a Patriots uniform in New England, that's not that's not easy. It's it's not the Patriots team of a few years ago that won the Super Bowl, but it's not some like a, a nine and seven team that was limping into the playoffs. They were 12 and four. I know they lost to Miami the last game of the season, but the Titans were trending and they met in New England and the Titans won in a drag it out type game. Like, the pick six by Logan Ryan inflated the score. That wasn't the true – and it, I hope Jeff Schwartz would have watched cover, that game. It got me the money line, too. And uh, I hope he would have watched that game, but if he would have, he would own that. Yeah, so I wanted to go to a, a, a last thing on Jeff Schwartz, and then we'll move on, we swear. Uh, this is from Finnish Titans fan. I saw this on Twitter. It's, it's a good response to Jeff Schwartz saying the Titans fans are delusional. Here's the, here's the tweet. Quote, Good analysts don't need to deliberately step on people's toes as a cheap way to be engaging. And that's exactly what Jeff Schwartz consistently does. And who else does? Adam Stank. Adam Rank, yeah. And a lot of other people. So, But I thought that was a really good tweet. Even A. Smith, who I think has – he has credentials in the NBA because he is, he is involved. He does know people. I'm not going to discredit that. But Stephen A. Smith does the same thing to Cowboys fans, right? It's a shtick. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't respect people with shticks. Like, and you will know 
and take this, right? For everybody that knows this show, we're going to do pinup shade. I treat my life just like I treat this show. Now, am I heightened when we talk about Adam Stank and Geoff Shorts? Yes, I am. But I, this is real. And I feel like Eat My Schwartz is fake. I think he's a big, fat phony. <laughs> All right, A to Z Sports here live on a Monday, back for the first time in two weeks, having a great show. We're just like literally halfway through the show. So we've got a lot of stuff to do, still a couple comments and a couple topics to go over, plus bonus shade uh, at the end of the show on a Monday because we've had shade for two weeks and we haven't been able to get off our chest. Uh, but before we get to that, we have to talk about Taylor Wan's plan for the NFL, which I thought was pretty good on Twitter over the weekend. But first, let me tell you about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. Look, I took two weeks off from the show, but I didn't take any time off from Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout, a full-body electronic muscle stimulation, simulates five-plus hours in the weight room. And guys, this pandemic is getting crazy. We're about to talk about it with Lawan. Your gym might be closed or have restrictions, or maybe you don't feel comfortable going back to your regular gym. But Mandu is the perfect fitness program for this pandemic because it's by appointment only. There's going to be maybe max of one other person in there working out with you. So it's almost a one-on-one or one-on-two workout program. Mandu.com. It takes 15 minutes of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. The results are real because the science is real. Mandu.com is where to go. Your first workout is absolutely free. So check it out. Mandu.com. A to Z Sports. Uh- if once sports comes back, we are waiting, we are waiting, we are waiting. Until then, 30% off. Shop.azsportsnational.com. Get you some gear. That hat, 30% off. I think that's like 20 bucks. It's a really good deal. Yes. 30% off. AZ30 is where to go to get your A to Z sports swag. All right. So uh, Luan is already trying to lead NFL players and trying to return uh, from COVID-19 for the season. And I think this is important. Uh, Because remember, uh, when Luan talked to the Titans media over Zoom a couple months ago, he talked about wanting to take a bigger leadership. And I I think what he's doing, I can already see it happening, even though there's nothing happening on the field right now. But Taylor Luan in a Twitter thread was talking about uh, the UFC fight over the weekend and how that sport has been able to get back into things and be successful with that. Now, obviously, when you have one fighter versus one fighter, you understand that's a lot easier. But Luan's bigger point that I think was more important is this. It's six months and talking about putting the NFL players in a bubble. Now, there's a couple of grammatical errors in this because it's still Lawan, so I do want to say that. But <laughs> it's six months. It would be hard, but people sacrifice way more for way less. We can't complain about the circumstances. Everyone is suffering, but if but we can figure out a way to make it happen. We still get to play a game that we love for people who love it. Thoughts. Then he continues. Frontline workers don't get to see their families as I've seen them quarantining in trailers and in their driveways. People who fight overseas are gone for much longer periods of time with way higher risk of not going home. Use the wrong C's there. Uh, but then Luan goes on and says, <laughs> they don't get to have the same benefits that we do as NFL players. We sacrifice our bodies every year, but we can do more this year by giving people the game. This isn't about politics. It's about doing what's right at NFL. So that was Lawan uh, with his ideas about trying to get NFL players wanting to jump into a bubble uh, for this season and really for the greater good. 
I would say two things initially, and then we can get into the real meat of the conversation. Uh, first of all, Taylor, it is about politics, so that's unfortunate. And the second thing I would say is I understand why Lawan wants to play. Lawan has an $80 million contract with $50 million guaranteed, and he didn't want to see that go away. If I was him, I wouldn't want to see that go away. And now I know, we know Taylor Lawan, passionate about football. That dude wants to play. He likes hitting people, and, and that's why he's really, really good. But – it is about politics. I like the I like the conversation. Here's one thing, grammatical errors or not, overseas or how far you see, it doesn't matter. I do think that Taylor Lewan is in the right to at least start the conversation to find some solutions, right? Yeah. In the great words of Mr. 305, Mr. Worldwide Pitbull, there are no problems. There are only solutions. Let's start making and finding those solutions, right? So I like that Taylor Lewan did this. I understand why, but I also people started talking about it more, right? Sure, sure. And I, and that and that's and we're gonna talk about college football. And I heard Braden Gall on Buck Six One Five Sessions podcast last week, at the end of the week, saying that Braden Gall was excited because at least the Big Ten did something. Like the Big Ten did something to move something forward. Now, it wasn't what I wanted them to right, do. Of course, nobody would. No, the Big Ten did something nobody wanted to happen, but somebody did something to have that first domino be kicked over, and now we can all get closer to what the actual reality is going to be. So, Lawan, by you know, he brings up good points, and and I, I bring up Lawan by saying uh, his comment, saying talking about frontline workers. I've seen Lawan and his wife actually do a lot of good stuff for frontline workers. So I believe him when he tweets frontline workers don't get to see their families. I've seen them quarantining in trailers and in their driveways. People who fight overseas are gone for much longer. Like I, I believe Lawan when he's saying that, that that's coming from the right place, but NFL players come from different backgrounds. They have different situations. They have different family situations and going into a bubble for six months Six months is a long time. Zach, it was six months ago when the Titans beat the Ravens. That's that's Good work. That's six months' time. Right? Good work. So yeah, <laughs> so that's a long time. Long time. So I think the next thing is how can the NFL do this? And and what's that bubble gonna look like? And how comfortable are these players gonna be? going into a bubble for that long of a time where family interaction is very restricted. How bad do you want it? Right. And, and I've said this, I said this, I think all of our, everything has changed, right? Like we've been through this. We've all, the world has lived through the coronavirus as shutdown central. Remember we couldn't go anywhere, stay in your house, stay apart. Then we come back then it starts to rise. Masks become a deal. All of that stuff. I have changed throughout the course, and I've now for the last several weeks, I don't care about the fans. I just want to see football. If there are not a single fan, if it is covered in advertisements, I don't give a rip. Right, but I yeah. want to see Tom Brady in a damn Buccaneers uniform. I want to see Ryan Tannehill. You just want it on your TV. Your Our your priorities TV. have changed from fans in the stands and how much percentage capacity to we just want it on our TVs. Yeah, and, and, and because it's tough. Everybody has a different opinion. That's why his last thing is not about politics. It's about, you know, getting better or whatever his ending statement was. But the issue is it all relies back to politics. I'm well, not talking about Republican or Democrat in the election. I'm talking about... You could, whatever political view you have, here's the issue, Austin. 
I think about the coronavirus probably completely different than you do. And probably, and I already know, Ethan, my, at the very beginning of the show, is like, you're the reason that we have a problem, Zach. Your mentality. Because I don't care about the coronavirus. I'm not scared of it. I want to live my life. I will wear a mask. I don't that, – that is fine. I will wear a mask into a grocery store because the county or the government says. But the mayor of Nashville is a psychopath that – is making some bad decisions. Now, that's a political point, but overall, we all have different views of this virus. The death rate has gone down. Testing has gone up. More cases have been positive because testing has gone up. But everybody thinks about it differently. When it comes to sports, let's make sure that the players are safe. If fans don't have to be in the stands, that's fine. We can sacrifice the fans because we have television. Yes, your word that you just used is the, is the is sacrifice. It's all about what level of sacrifice are you willing to make? Because for, like we talked about this when we had a meeting last week, like nobody wants to wear a mask, but I'm sacrificing my ability to breathe better, which I'm fine. Like it's not that big of a deal. But uh, like, I'm, I'm, right, it's not that big of a deal, but like what is what level of sacrifice are are you willing to make? Because Jarvis says family situations are the same in the military. In the military, you go away for a long time, right? And you go on a deployment for six months, a year, however long that is. And But you knew that was the sacrifice that you signed up for. In the NFL, you signed up to sacrifice the longevity of your body. But did you sacrifice not being able to see your family for six months? Not initially. That's that's a new sacrifice. And then somebody else brought up here in the in the in the comments. Uh, Titans for Life says, "If I was expecting a child in September, would I do it and wait six months to meet my child?" Now, I think there would be some situations where, and Lawan talked about this in, in one of the tweets in the thread that you would have like once a week or biweekly or even monthly family day where families tested. You get the results back. Then those families go hang out with their, with their player family member for the day or whatever to have some of that. But there's a, and I don't know this. And, and if somebody asked me this on Twitter, would, would I go into a bubble for six months? And I didn't answer it because I thought it'd be good for a show conversation is would I be comfortable going into a bubble for six months, not seeing my wife, not seeing my parents, not seeing my grandparents, not seeing my mother-in-law or, or any of my, my brother-in-law, my extended family or friends. Would I be willing to do that for my salary? And, or and the alternative is kind of zero salary and for the NFL players. It's either you go in this bubble, hypothetically, you get paid to do what you do, or you don't, and you don't get any money. So it, it's you have to think about that. And you have that, like, I would have to have long conversations with my wife and family members about, is it worth it? And I don't have that answer right now because I haven't had those conversations yet. But NFL players are probably going to start ha- having to have to have those conversations. Yeah, no, they absolutely are. And Tommy says NFL players also make tons more than the military. You're absolutely right. Like, th- there are certain – this hypothetical, right, is very difficult because it is apples and oranges. It's not the same. And Rob brings up he has kids, so no. That influences him. And everybody has the right – look, I, I – we're not getting into politics. That is not. And Diane, Diane jetted early because she goes, oh, oh my God, you are stupid. I'm out. <laughs> Diane, thanks for watching. Bye. But like 
Uh, everybody has the freedoms, right? America is free. That's the best part about the United States of America is you can choose what you would like to do. So you're not forced to go into this bubble. NBA players are not forced to go into their bubble in Orlando or the NFL. You have to make hard decisions. Here's where I think the separation, Austin, is, is when you make a big decision, if you're buying a house or buying a car or doing something, you all, you sleep on it and you weigh, weigh the pros and cons. Are you more concerned about the virus or are you more concerned about your family and your lifestyle changing where you can't see your loved ones, right? Because military, if you want to compare it to that, they go over there and they weigh, not the virus, they weigh death and being shot, right? Yeah. In a gruesome way of a possibility or friendly fire or bomb or shrapnel, whatever it is, they weigh that on top of knowing they're not going to see their family. Now, this is day-to-day -day life. There's a huge difference between civilians and military servicemen. And my hat goes off to everybody that has ever served in the military, that you're more of a man than I am or woman than I am because that's not my mindset. That's not what I'm good at doing. That's not what my life paths has have chosen. But that's, I think, the – are the here, – here's my question to you, Austin. Do you think these players are scared of the coronavirus or they don't want – to leave their wife and children. All right, I'll answer that. But before I do, uh, tell the people about Calvin Subtle, and we'll get into more of your comments about, are, are the NFL players more afraid of the virus, or are they more worried about their families? But first, Zach, CalvinAndSubtle.com. CalvinAndSubtle.com is where you need to go for new hardwood floors. Very simple. 615-448-6414 is the phone number. Give them a call. If you need new hardwood floors, you've probably been stuck in your house for the last several months, or at least been in your house a lot more than you have been in the past, CalvinAndSubtle.com can hook you up. 615-448-6414. They've got luxury hardwood floors. They have cost-efficient hardwood floors. So you can get it. They're trusted right here in Nashville. That's why they're a sponsor here on A to Z Sports. If you're getting new hardwood floors or finishings, CalvinAndSubtle.com. All right, A to Z Sports. Hey, guess what? Guess what just happened a few minutes ago? Uh, our guy Michael Phillips on uh, watching the show just bought a hat. He used the promo code AZ30. He saved 30% off. So I just got the email, Michael Phillips. Thanks for your That's order. That's salesmanship right exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you sold a hat like on the fly. AZ30 for 30% off any of your orders at shop.a-to-zsportsnashville.com. Right there, shop.a-to-zsportsnashville.com for those. So you asked the question, and Sal says, I'll be ordering that today. At a boy, Sal. Look, uh, I'm just, just making moves. And, look, way I, to go, Sal. I washed my hat yesterday because I've been sweating in it too much over my two weeks off vacation doing things outdoors and having fun. Uh, so the hats are great. Uh, but you asked the question, do you think NFL players are – more scared of the virus or worried about their family situation. And this is just, I don't know. I haven't polled NFL players, but I feel like this has everything to do with their family situation. And, and, and that is a big deal. And I can't tell anybody else how they should or shouldn't feel about their specific family situation. But because is there a famous situation are they scared to go get the virus and die or come back and, and and give the virus to them? Is that the family situation? Or are they just, I don't care about the virus. I'm 33 or 24, whatever it is. And I'm going to go there and it's just about getting through six months of not seeing my family. And I, wow. and, that's, and I think getting through six months of not seeing my family, not seeing my wife and kids or, or whoever you have in your family circle, I think that's a lot of it. Um, and so I, I, I don't, if, if a player says, look, my situation, 
I I'm, I can't play this year, then more power to them. I'm not going to judge anybody who decides to not play. So look, look, family, all, all look, family. My sister is watching the show right now. Shout out to Brittany Bingham Chambers. I think brings up a very, very good point. Says it's up to us as fans to respect if the name player chooses to walk away, right? If you choose to walk away. But here's the important part about the comment. Big sis coming in in the clutch. Someone else takes your place. It's yes. a dog-eat-dog world. So very if true. you want to sit out, then you know the, the cycle doesn't stop, right? Better, younger, stronger, faster players are coming for you and coming for your job. Well, and oh. guys who are a bubble roster. Now you were, you were talking about like like the COVID bubble, but the guys who are a bubble roster guys, those guys are going to. I mean, you would think if their situation allows for it to take advantage of maybe some guys who have tenure, who have <clears throat> bigger contracts, and veterans who are like, nah, I don't need this this year. The bubble roster guys probably do need it this year because they don't have several contracts in the bank. Uh, like, uh, like uh, who was it? Uh, Malcolm Jenkins, who said a couple weeks ago, right as we were going on vacation, who said that there has to be almost no risk for us to play this year. Well, Malcolm Jenkins has $59 million in the bank and he's got $30 million more coming over the next three years. So like Malcolm Jenkins can say that, but, Guy who is trying to make Khalif Raymond, Khalif Raymond's going to play because Khalif Raymond's got to get that, get that job and make his money. Yeah, and Malcolm Jenkins. I have another opinion on Malcolm Jenkins, but we'll leave that for another day. Uh, I, 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 I think that you have to weigh the percentage of your family, but these NFL players, if they think that they're like risk, this is my problem. Everybody's worried about the damn coronavirus. I get it. I understand it. We're in it. I get it. But you got to worry about other things too, right? It's not just the coronavirus. You got the flu. You have car accidents. You have freak injuries. You have things that can kill you. You have a. If you read the article this morning, there is a brain sucking amoeba in Florida, right? Uh, oh no! Yeah, not it's been outside. there for Zach. That's been there for generations, right? Well, and, and it's reared its ugly head again, right? I read oh, it that this was morning. a that was a Florida man joke. So, uh, so, but I, I think like. You cannot go full extreme on precautions and risk. You have to weigh its risk and reward. It's life. Not only about – and the hard part that we cannot fathom, Austin, hard to answer this question because – and maybe somebody does out there. Maybe somebody's Marlin, Marlin's man and they pull in eight figures. But these guys are millionaires. The risk – like. If you gave me, if you asked me to pick between going into a bubble for, in six months for $12 million, I would probably do it. Why? Because I haven't been making $12 million a year over <laughs> right. the last several years. Yeah. So, like, that's the difficult part about this question. But, yeah, I absolutely go in a bubble for six months to make $12 million. You, your ass is crazy if you think that that's not true. For $6 million. Because I don't give a rip about the coronavirus as it relates to me, right? You yeah. have to, but but that's a personal thing, right? Sure. And for me, with I, I'm married and I have uh, uh, family members who have some underlying conditions that <clears throat> if this if I would I would not be able to see them for the majority for, for well all at least for two weeks after the bubble, right? So for so so for six and a half months, I can't see some of those family members. Would you do uh, it for six million dollars? 
I mean, yeah, I would probably be able to do that. <laughs> Hell yeah, you would. You, there's not a but again, okay. like you would probably. But again, like you give me an oh Steve Weiser smashing beer cans. But, Hell but yeah. For some NFL players, six million dollars is a pay cut. For me, it's a it's a dramatic increase of pay, and so it's more about like we have to. I think we have to put it in our relative, like what we what our current income is. Would you do it for your current income? Because that's what NFL players are, are worried about. Because it's for their current income. So would I enter a six-month bubble for my current income? That's a way tougher decision than obviously $6 million And yeah. Well, and the caveat is doing something that you love doing. Sure. The reason why these NFL players play is because they love the game. It's a game, right? It's not – you're not selling – uh, insurance or telemarketing or doing some of the other different jobs that that do not have obviously the salary but the passion behind them. Now God knows, look, I think Will Tucker is passionate about insurance. I don't want to discredit that of the Tucker agency, but it's a different passion than uh, a right tackle moving weight and trying to get Derrick Henry in the end zone. Right? right? There's a different payoff. Sure. Well, and then that's why Lawan to bring that uh, up his tweet again. The frontline workers uh, don't get to see their families. Uh, people fight overseas for much longer. And overall, we, you know, it's it's uh, people sacrifice way more for way less. Is what Lawan was talking about as well. So that's it's the enough. It, Lawan's, I think Lawan's message on Saturday night was. Two NFL players on, can we sacrifice ourselves a little bit more this year for the greater good of the country? Right? Yes. Will politics allow that? Probably not. Matthew Egger says, you guys have basically been in a bubble for the last uh, few months. Technically squares, but yes. Yeah, and again, I everybody has a different opinion on the thing. I think that you go in the bubble, they're going to make the precautions because it's a business. They should protect their players, right? They should have these conversations. I'm not just sitting here out in the wild, wild west like Doc Holliday. Like I, there, there has to be some regulations, right? but make them safe, make right. them right, and don't get fans involved if you don't have to. Well, and because I asked, like, would you enter the bubble if it was uh, for your current salary? MTL Titan says, yes, because my current income pays my mortgage and my family's needs, which – that's what our income. That's why you have that have incomes, right? Would you pay four ninety nine a month for four months? Four dollars and ninety nine cents. Five dollars essentially, but I marketed you down. Would you do that if you're an American to watch NFL football and not pay and not go to a game? You would think I pay five would do bucks that? a month to watch? Right? Because TV? because I kind of already do with my cable service. But well, and but on top of that, that I'm not using. On top of that. Would you pay $4.99 per month as an NFL fan to watch the games? Yes. Yes, absolutely you would, right? So the business of the NFL looks at – I can easily say, oh, we don't need – you don't need fans, but fans are big-time revenue in a business model that's working in billion dollars instead yeah. of million dollars. Correct. So that – like they have to circumvent and find a way to recoup that revenue – and I think everybody would pay $4.99 for four months if that was like – I just pulled that out of my ass. But they would do it. They have to find that revenue in untraditional ways. Yeah. A to Z Sports here live on a Monday. Let's get to our end of show topic, which means 
bonus shade. We haven't talked to you guys in two weeks, so we couldn't just wait till Wednesday to throw some shade. We, we're going to do two shades this week. So, But first, let me tell you about RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. There are so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse during these crazy times with the pandemic uh, because a lot of, we're talking about incomes the last few minutes. Uh, if your income is taking a hit and now your income is eating into your mortgage more than it normally is, you might think, oh, God, do we need to sell the house? No, you don't have to sell the house. You can rent it out to somebody else, then use Renters Warehouse to go rent out a, a cheaper house for the time being and make sure you save that equity in the home that you own. If you own Airbnbs and you don't have any business travel or, or, or tourist travel, they got you there as well. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go. RentersWarehouse.com. It is these sports we're powered by. Uh, by you guys, really. I mean, you guys, we've been two weeks off, and now we're back, baby. This has been a refreshing show. I'm I'm glad we're back in the saddle. Yes. So, Zach, throwing shade. Bonus shade today. I will start off because I feel like your story will probably have more conversation afterwards because it has to do with the Postal Service. So, my shade is for... <clears throat> Businesses who fail to communicate clearly whether they are or we're aligned already, <laughs> whether they are open or closed, that is my shade. And I've got several circumstances for this. There was a certain FedEx office where I was trying to print a, a couple pieces of paper before a meeting last week. And I go up and there's this huge banner on this on the windows that says, Now we're open. Then I go up to the door and then it says, this store is temporarily closed. Then the piece of paper next to that paper that says it's temporarily closed says, here are our new limited store hours. Then there was another sheet of paper next to that that says, here are the Independence Day holiday hour weekend for the weekend. And then it says uh, less than two, 20 people in the store at all times. The lights were on, but they were closed. But there were five signs that contradicted themselves. So uh, it's businesses who fail to communicate clearly if they're open or closed. And that also goes to restaurants because last night, wife and I trying to order some dinner. We get on uh, the website of this restaurant, not going to blow them up because we like them. But the, well, the, had first one, the first one, they're probably open now because the Redskins changed their name. Maybe. <laughs> but anyway, fair. Uh, but uh, th the restaurant they had mixed messaging on Instagram. They had a post on Instagram that said, you're still taking reservations per, per, for Postmates, but we're also doing some res re uh, some renovations inside so the dining is closed. But the website still says open till 10. But then you call the phone and the phone voicemail says open till one. And then I go on Postmates and I can't order anything. So do better. In this day and age, it's so easy to tell your audience if you are open or if you're closed. You put up an Instagram post that says, hey, guys, we're going to be closed. Or you Going say, fishing. Or, yeah, or you say, hey, guys, uh, here are our new hours. And, or, and you do it on Facebook. And hell, Instagram and Facebook are owned by Facebook. So you just put it up on Instagram, and you can also post it to your Facebook page. It's not that hard. Communicate clearly whether you're open or you're closed so you don't piss people off. Because what we did is we looked at the menu, got all excited about what we we're going to order, then we couldn't eat it. And it was frustrating. 
Yeah. So fair point. I, I have run into businesses and problems and we've got two. This is kind of funny because I want to talk through this, Austin. I'm I'm very self-aware. I'm I'm open to discussion. But Rob brings up that there's too many Karens out there. Turner says Karens rule the world. I fully believe, Austin, and I this this is hard. This is hard for me to admit. If I was a woman, I would be Karen. Yeah, you would. A hundred percent. So what is the guy? There's no, male, no, there's no male version of Karen. But you are. You are Karen. Yeah. And because I don't give a you know what. Is that Darren? You Darren? Darren? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Like, well, there's not a male. It's, it's got to be Darren. Males that are Karens, right? Yeah, we just call them assholes. Yep, right here. And I've been called that many a night, many a time, but I don't care. So here's an example of my Karenism. Just created a new word. So. A Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> no, but Kyle's like a bro, like a douchey bro. Like lax, lax bro. Yeah, and I'm not that. Oh, Jeff got it. It's Geoff. <laughs> <laughs> Geoffrey. No, it's Geoffrey. Geoff. <laughs> uh, Bobby so, and Brad both say Ken. Ken. Reynold <laughs> also says Kyle. Maybe it is Kyle. Yeah. But I, I, I think it's Geoff. Yeah. But and the premise is it's holding people and the reason why Karens get a bad rap because they they're whiny, right? They bitch and moan in a whiny tone, and nobody likes that. Now, if you are upfront and see what I try to do in those situations, I try to destroy the other person verbally with educated sentences, and that really messes with people. It really does. Because it makes and me I, think. <laughs> I also have a leg up, and it's not fair, right? Because Austin, I debate you every day, yes. right? So in, in real life, where a, a common man or woman does not go through the arguments or discussions that we have, I destroy them. Like, I, but, but that I, because I practice that. It's like a lawyer, right? So here's my situation with the post office I had something coming in the mail, and it was sign only. I hate sign onlys, but that's what it was. So they put this thing on my door, right? Okay, so I, I've got to go to the post office. I turn over the, the the posted note or whatever they write it on, the message, and it tells me the address to go to. Curious that it is a little bit further away from my house, not in the same zip code, but it tells me to go there after 1 o'clock that yeah. day. I go there, wait in line at a snail's pace, and don't, don't get your panties a wad, because there's a bunch of old people at the post office, okay? That's a generality. Don't don't say I just I don't discriminate on old people, but they're moving at a snail's pace. They're not moving. So I wait in line with my mask because I respect other people. And you go through the guy looks at the he goes, "This is the wrong uh, post office." I go, "Well, what does that address say?" It says this address. He says, "Yeah, well, the guys sometimes run out of of messages." And they put the wrong, like, post it. Post they ran it. out of the wrong stickers. Yeah. And I go, well, uh, can we talk to the guy? Like, who's the guy that put this posted on my window? Guy said, no, sorry. I mean, these, these, I, it was a rhetorical question. So he goes, I hope you have a good day. And I go, well, I would have had a better day if your boy didn't run me around in circles. All right. That's the first post office. I'm not even to the, the crux of the story. I go to the actual post office that is near my house. I wait in line at a snail's pace because this government-run 
post office, which is like, I feel like it's the worst place in the world. You wait, everybody's buying stamps, everybody's doing, it's just, and one person's working, right? They don't, they got three open areas, three registers, but it's one person and they don't know what to do. And they place stickers and they put stamps and it's just slow. So I'll wait my happy ass in line after one o'clock. It's like two o'clock. They go and this woman, she says, your package is not here. The guy's still out on his route. I go, well, what does this say? It says after one o'clock. I go, could you check your watch for me? Could you tell me what time it is? She goes, it's 2.30, sir. I go, is that after one o'clock? And she goes, it's a mistake. I go, well, ma'am, flip that post-it over. There's two mistakes because my ass has already gone to the other post office that this guy told me to go to. I go, she goes, well, we can't do anything for you, buddy. And I go, well, tell you, boy. Did she, did she buddy you? She, she said, we can't do anything for you. She had a hard sir. It was, she didn't do buddy. She had a hard sir. But the hard sir had tone to it. So if you give me tone, I'm throwing tone right back to your face. So I go, well, lady, tell your boy when he comes back to use the right post-its. She goes, uh, your package will be, he'll be back around four to six. I come back at 5.30, okay? Yeah. 5.30, I wait my ass in line. He's not back. So he's not back. He hasn't gotten back. It's a different woman. The woman that I was talking to left for the day. I come back the next day. She's back. She works there. It takes her 20 minutes to find my damn package. She finally finds my package and I go, well, I came back here yesterday at 5.30 like you told me to, and he wasn't there. It, or the package wasn't there. And she goes, yes, it was. I go, no, it wasn't. I was here. Were you here at 5.30? She goes, no, I wasn't. I go, then how does your ass know? And everybody <laughs> is in there, and they're dead silent. It's a prototypical male Karen move. Yeah, but yeah. I'm destroying this woman, and I finally get my package because the United States Postal Service and the post office is the worst Poorly run organization. I don't want to say within our government because we all have problems. Well, and I have to go to the DMV soon. So I'll let well, you know how that goes. God <laughs> help. God yes. help. Yes. But I'm officially out on the post, the post office in general. I'm out. What was Because Ethan's right. Damn, what was that package? What, what was this package that you had to? I cannot disclose what this package was. I will a week from today disclose what the package was. Ah, uh, so it's a secret for a week. I cannot. I, I will tell you next Monday, Ethan. Write it down in your notes. You watch the show every day. Next yeah, Monday, Ethan's, Ethan's responsible enough for this. For this, that, uh, yeah, because he calls my ass out all the time, so he okay. will hold me accountable. Hmm. A week from today. Okay. All right. Fair. So I'm now, now my, my mind is, uh, and no, David, it was not mail enhancement pills. Great, great comment. Good guess, but no cigar pun intended for David. Hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Well, next Monday, Ethan, don't forget. And, uh, we'll find out what Zach had to go around the world for. Efficiency post office. <laughs> obsolete. Rob says Zach's pictures now up at the post office. I hope it is. I really do. I mean, at, they, at like three different post offices. Awful. 
All right, guys. Thanks. Good to be back, right? Good to be back. I, I, last week I had problems because I was, I was getting itchy. I was getting that itch. I had to talk to people. So I just called Buck a couple times and just like air vented on Buck just because I had to do it. It made me feel better because la- the end of last week was bad for me. I had to, at a great anniversary staycation, awesome. But then Thursday and Friday, I, I was busting at the seams. I, I could not have waited longer for this show today. Well, that's why I've been leaving town for the last three weeks. I don't give a damn about the coronavirus. You use precaution, but I'm going to live my life. This virus is not going to keep my ass down. It can go F itself. And so that's what I've been doing. So I feel great. But I, I needed today's therapy show. I needed it. I needed to blast I'm glad off. Back. I'm, re- yeah. but I'm ready for sports to get back so we sure. can really start rocking and rolling. Yes. All right, guys. Have a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 8. Buck back tonight. A to Z Sports primetime. Back in its normal 8 p.m. slot central time. Thanks for watching, guys. Podcast Network uh, as well, wherever you get your podcast. Shop.adazsportsnational.com. Uh, uh, a promo code AZ30 for $30 or 30% off your orders there at shop.adazsportsnational.com. Thanks for watching, guys. See you later. Adios.